It's hard to believe how quickly three months can pass, but yes, we've already finished Q2 of 2023 now. And as I promised in my last quarterly update, this video here will sort of talk about the most important stories of what I think happened during the second quarter of the year, uh, the most relevant information that I feel you need to know to manage your portfolio effectively. I will also put a link to our investing academy in the description of this video. But for the top stories, to me, the top story of the quarter was certainly the continuation of the tech sector. There has been a, a, a strong bull run fueled primarily by seven tech names. And if we look at these, we look at NVIDIA, we look at Meta, we look at Tesla, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple, and Google. We can see the gains that those seven companies put up from um, April, May, and June. Now, if we strip out the technology sector from the S&P 500. We can see here, that's indicated by the white dotted line. We can see the S&P 500 as a whole, X, the tech sector, was only up about 5.3%. That's a big story in the first quarter of 2023. Uh, some other ones, the concerns that we saw last quarter of, of the regional banks in the US dominated the talk through much of the first quarter. That has certainly faded away. Uh, the U.S. debt ceiling was a thing for a little while. Uh, every time you turned on the news, there was more story about the impending doom if the debt ceiling was not extended. Uh, well, that was solved in June with a two-year deal that will take the U.S. now through the next uh, pre presidential election in November of 2024. NVIDIA started a an absolute FOMO frenzy in the, um, in the artificial intelligence space. Pretty much everything that had AI in a earnings call, for example, uh, did really well. So that was something that we saw uh, a big part in Q2 and also inflation around the world, but I'm looking mostly at North America here, is definitely moderating. We've seen some numbers, we'll look more details at those in just a moment here, but it is still higher than the central banks would like. We're still, you know, they're, they're moving down to that 2% target and they are uh, quite a ways from that yet. So we'll see uh, a lot more uh, talk in the coming months uh, about what they're going to do as far as interest rates are concerned and inflation. Now, uh, when we look at the major North American markets over the past three months, they all, as you can see by this chart, had a pretty flat start, but they picked up in sort of mid-May and in June, ended up the quarter of the NASDAQ up 15.5%, and that follows a 20.5% gain in Q1. We see the S&P 500 up 7.9%. That followed a 7% gain in Q1. The Dow, much flatter, up 2.4% in the quarter. And here at home in Canada, the Toronto Stock Exchange was basically flat, down about half a percent over the quarter. Um, as it was in Q1, clearly the tech space uh, was the winner, the NASDAQ being that index here. Uh, from a global perspective, if we look first of all over in Europe, I don't know if you invest over in Poland and in Greece, but they had strong quarters. Poland up 27.27%, Greece up 25.4%. Um, there's no other European country in double digits, but the worst performing country was Finland down around 3.88% and Belgium at 3.5%. Over in um, Asia, Asia and over uh, in Australia, we can see that India was the strongest performing country during the quarter, up 13%. Vietnam, Japan, both were in high single digits. Worst performing country in the space, uh, China down about 9% um, in the quarter. Let's now drill down into the various sectors. So if we start here at the TSX, the TSX itself was basically flat during the quarter as we just saw, but Infotech, remember 23.5% gain in Q1, well they added another 16% in Q2. 
Nothing else major sort of in the middle range there. No other really, really strong sectors, but the worst sector we'll note is materials down 7% in the quarter. If we flip over to the S&P 500, Infotech, 21.5% gain in Q1. Well, they added another 18.65% in the second quarter. Consumer discretionary had a good quarter up 17% and communications added 15% to the 20% roughly gain that they had in Q1. Last quarter, you'll remember that financials had been beaten up with all those stories about the regional banks. They were down about 5% in Q1, while they've recovered up 6% in Q2. The worst performing sector in the S&P 500 was utilities, down 2.5%. So nothing really horrible um, as far as uh, the, the downside in the sectors south of the border. If we drill down into this, the industries now, home construction had a really strong quarter, up 21.33%. Semiconductors added 16% to the 28% gain they saw in Q1. Aerospace had a nice quarter as well, up 16%. Flip down to the biggest losers while well, we saw retail down. We saw agriculture, the best ticker out there, MOO, Moo, down about 6.3%. Solar down about 6.5%. And gold miners was the worst performing industry, losing almost 9% on the quarter. Now, if we get right down to the individual companies. So let's start on the NASDAQ, the big winners in the quarter. Well, NVIDIA, probably no big surprise there, uh, coming in with about a 52.3% gain over the quarter. Marvel Technologies had a strong quarter as well, Meta, and you can kind of look on down this list to see which of those companies were strongest performing in the quarter. If we look at the losers in the NASDAQ, we're going to look at JD.com down 22%, Moderna, Enphase Energy, Illumina, etc., on down the line here. No really, really horrible numbers in this quarter, but of course, as we're gonna see in every quarter, we're gonna see some winners and we are going to see some losers. Let's look at the S&P 500 now. Carnival Corporation, Norwegian Cruise Lines, Royal Caribbean. Look at the top three gainers, 85% for Carnival, 61, almost 62 for Norwegian, almost 60% for Royal Caribbean. We can see here on this chart how strong of a quarter that this sector had. Really nice to see a recovery in that space following the, the decimation during the pandemic. NVIDIA, as we saw in the last slide, had good numbers as well. When we look at the biggest losers on the S&P 500 in Q2, we can see advanced auto parts uh, leading the way down there with a negative 42% return. Catalent Inc. Uh, down 34%. We can kind of go down this list and see uh, some of the, the losers in, in the space. Nothing I would say that was a horrible, horrible wipeout like we do see some quarters, uh, but obviously some companies, you're always going to see uh, a sector, a space in the, in the uh, markets that perform worse during any quarter. TSX now, so right here at home. Uh, Shopify, the biggest leader, up at 35% gain there. Air Canada, I know another company that gets a lot of chatter on this channel and others, up 30%. Look down this list to see which companies you might own that performed well in the second quarter. And then the biggest losers in last quarter, while well, this was the biggest winner last quarter. So Nuve Corporation down 32%, Nutrien down 20%. And again, you can kind of continue to look down there and hopefully you weren't holding too many of these companies that had a, a rough go of it. Let's flip now over to commodities. But first, I would like to tell you about our Investing Academy. And this is our online platform where we work with Canadians literally from across the country of all ages. Our mission is quite simple. We're here to educate our fellow Canadians about investing. So our courses are designed to take someone from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. And I will put a link 
in the description of this video. You can check that out after the video. Commodities, let's start with oil. And WTI ended the quarter at $70.49 a barrel, down 12.34% over the quarter. Brent crude ended the quarter at $75.45 a barrel, down 11.77%. So we can see that the energy space um, did not perform well during Q2. Natural gas, last quarter, you may recall, natural gas was down 45% in the first three months of 2023, while it re rebounded in Q2 to close at 279 per uh, million BTUs, and that was up almost 33% over the quarter. Precious metals now, all major metals were down in the second quarter of 2023. We'll start with gold down 3.28%, closing at 19.19 an ounce. Silver, which is the purple line here on this chart, was down 5.07% over the quarter, closed the quarter at 22.77 cents per ounce. And copper, which is the red line here, closed the quarter at $3.73 a pound, down 7.81%. Totally flipping now, we're going to move over to fixed income and look at the bank rates. So if we start with the U.S. Fed, in this quarter, there were two meetings, two announcements. They raised the rate in May uh, by 25 basis points, take it up to 5.25. In June, they held the rate. So we ended the second quarter at 5.25%. Bank of Canada, they held the rate in April. So they kind of flipped things around here compared to the U.S. But then they raised the rate by 25 basis points in June ending the quarter at 4.75%. This takes us to yield curves, starting with the U.S. two-year, which is the orange line on this chart, negative territory, 1.042%. The U.S. 10-year three-month, the green line on this chart, negative 1.472 at the end of the quarter. Go to Canada at the 10-year two-year, the blue line, negative territory, 1.314. And the Canadian 10-year three-month, the red line on this chart, ended the quarter with a negative inversion of 1.649. Inflation, always important, especially during these times we're going through now. The trend continued downward during the quarter. Uh, Canada, we finished the quarter at 3.4% year-over-year inflation, and that is down uh, from 5.2% at the end of Q1. From a 10-year perspective, you can see we're still sitting much higher than that 2% target rate. In the U.S., they finished the quarter at 4%, down from 6% at the end of last quarter. Again, improving, but still high when you take the longer-term perspective. Currencies, we're looking always at the Canadian versus the U.S. dollar, and if you do own U.S. assets in your portfolio, this is something that you do need to factor in uh, today. We finished the quarter with the Canadian dollar at 75.48 cents U.S., which is a gain of 1.41% during the quarter. To buy one U.S. dollars now, it's going to cost you $1.00 and 32 cents Canadian. Bitcoin, we'll cover that off here as well because everybody's interested in Bitcoin. It continued its volatility during the second quarter. Remember, in the first quarter of 2023, Bitcoin was up about 70%. Uh, well, you can see by this chart here, it dipped. It was down about 12% at one point in Q2. It finished up the quarter with an 8.25% gain. That is Q2 2023 in a nutshell. Reminder here, we never really know what's going to be happening next, right? We have to maintain discipline down this investing path. We have to exercise patience all the time. And really importantly, understand what kind of path you're on as an investor so you can manage your portfolio in a manner that is most suitable for yourself. 
What did I miss? What metrics would you like to see added to this, uh, this quarterly report? Please leave a comment below and I'll do my best to incorporate those into the next update, which will be three months from now. If you are new to our channel, uh, just so you know, we do a trending news update every Monday and every Wednesday. I will put a link to the playlist right here. Go ahead and subscribe so you won't miss the next one. As always, I thank you for watching this video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.